This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson Tee. And as we do each and every week here on the Dew Sweepers, we bring you the best teachers, equipment experts, players, coaches, uh, fit, equipment fitters, whatever it is to play better golf. And these stories and these discussions and these interviews come from my travels around the world of golf and from my studio here in Mobile, Alabama. Um, and uh, they come out on the Tour Coach podcast weekly, uh, at least once a week. We have one come out. Uh, uh, Clint Crouch here uh, produces it for me, does such a great job getting all of our stuff out. And so once again, we're going to have for you uh, one of our podcasts this week, uh, which is an inside look from we called this episode rental car confessions uh and it was from a ride in a rental car to the newark airport with myself jackson court morgan hale um and a really kind of a a wrap-up of a weekend in which the three of us were able to go up to a nice place in new jersey hamilton farm golf club really nice spot uh outside the city of new york and uh and teach a bunch of members there and had a blast doing it with nick bova one of the really good guys and good young teachers in golf and we had a variety of of students we had a variety of players and this is kind of our summary and our discussion about what we did to help players of all ability so if you're listening to the dew sweepers this morning look you're obviously one, you, or you could be bored, but two, you, you might be a golf nerd and somebody that's really trying to get better at the game of golf. And if you are, uh, these podcasts are great for you. And I love sharing them with you here on WNSP, uh, just because we're getting so much wonderful and great content. And so if you like what you hear today, go over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Google Play or it's Spotify or it's Apple Podcasts, uh, and just type in the tour coach. We're getting record plays. I think this month, Clint told me, was the biggest month we've ever had of plays. Uh, the content is spectacular if you love golf and you love golf instruction and you want to get better. So check out the tour coach. But today we've got a really cool one for you with rental car confessions. I stole that from the old, I think it was an HBO show, Taxi Cab Confessions. But uh, it's also good to have Jackson Court back in on on with us here. I know his dad's probably listening and loves it as well. Uh, say hi to dad there and um, also Morgan Hale who's doing just such a phenomenal job not only on the fitness side but also here developing so many good young players here in Mobile she's the future of golf instruction in Mobile Alabama in my humble and honest opinion uh, and doing such a good job I'm proud to have her carrying the dew sweeper flag but uh, before we get into the Shrixon Cleveland golf tip of the week which is a good one this week uh, we This segment of the show is brought to you by Taylor Martino and Rowan. And I say this every time I do the intro of the show. And, uh, but, and like picking a lawyer is like picking a golf instructor. Okay. And these are the things when I I get all the time, I get messages, you know, from golf magazine or golf digest where folks, people will say, Hey, you know, what, where should I go in Louisville, Kentucky, or who should I go see in Idaho to, you know, to, to get better at the game of golf? And so, 
you know, I'm not familiar if there's magazines that rank lawyers or whatever, like golf and golf digest do with golf instructors. But look, just like when you're finding a golf instructor, the first thing you want is who's got the most success, like who's made students the best in golf, who's who's teaching the folks that are playing the tour, who's teaching the juniors that are winning golf tournaments, who's teaching uh, – you know who's teaching a sixty-nine-year-old attorney that's gone from an eight handicap to a plus three? Like you know who's doing those types of things? That's who you need to go see. Well, when you're picking a lawyer, you want to go who's won the most cases, who's gotten their clients the most, you know, the most money and got gotten what they're entitled to. Um, who's got the most resources? Like on the golf side, it's who's got the most, uh, you know, technology to back up what they're doing, not just standing out there with an iPhone or a bunch of training aids. Uh, but like who's got technology real tech right well what law firm has the most resources and the best experts well it's taylor martino and rowan they've got the most success they've got the best experts and they're going to get you the most so call my friend ed rowan at taylor martino and rowan that's taylor martino and rowan here in mobile 433-3131 that's 433-3131 Another cool feature, you can even go to their website, and on the website, <clears throat> excuse me, is really cool. You can actually chat live with somebody that's going to give you some advice and kind of guide you, which I think is really cool. Um, we actually should do that in the golf industry. We have some online stuff, but the ability to chat with somebody before you go take a lesson would be cool. But uh, Taylor Martino and Rowan, 433-3131. That's Taylor Martino and Rowan at 433-3131. And we can't forget our good friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely at Mid at Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the loop on government. You'll hear me talk about that later in the show. But they've got the best flowers. They've got the best planters. They've got uh, uh, water features. Whatever it is, as we're you know coming into fall and it's going to be actually nice to sit on your porch, they've got the stuff to make it fun, to make it look good, make your wife happy with you, make your yard and your house look good. So that's Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the loop on government. It is now time for the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. And this tip comes from some discussions I've had with students this past week, one of them here in Mobile, actually on the phone. And it was like, how can I add speed? Adding four or five miles an hour or so would be would be a help. And I, I tell people, like, the first thing you got to do is avoid gimmicks. There's a lot of stuff out there. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, that it can't add some speed. Okay, but, like, just adding flash speed and a number – on a monitor does not make you a better player. Okay, so don't fall for that trap. Avoid gimmicks. If you want to add speed, you've got to do the following. Okay, first of all, you have to add strength. Okay, you have to get stronger. Um, it's not just about flexibility. Like everybody knows, like uh, female golfers, we got a bunch of them. They're the most flexible things in the world, right? They can, you know, got tons of flexibility, but they don't have the strength. They don't hit it as far as you know, somebody that's a bunch stronger. You need stability. Why do you need stability? Because once you add the strength and you're creating speed, you got to have enough stability to be able to withstand that speed and to deliver the club properly. Okay. And then from there, you, once you build the, once you build your strength and you build the stability, and then if you've got the, if you've got the flexibility to move, then you can learn and develop the movement pattern and the pivot, which will help you learn to use the ground. And what I'm saying there is you'll learn to load correctly into your trail side, and then you'll learn to correctly push and drive off your trail foot and off the ground to create more rotation, more force, more torque, more vertical force, 
uh, and more power, and it'll create more speed, but it'll also do it in a way in which you control the golf club and deliver it correctly so that you can control the can control your golf ball, which if you add four or five miles an hour correctly and you deliver the club face correctly and you're able to control the golf ball to make you a much better player, swinging at it wildly can create more speed but doesn't necessarily make you a better player and control the golf ball. I always go back to like Bryson DeChambeau. You know, I walked with him recently in Orlando and one of the things I noticed was how much more imbalanced and under control he was. And then you, uh, as he started working with Dana Dahlquist and gone away from some of the stuff he did when he went kind of crazy on that speed and power thing. And he always looked during that phase to me to be out of control and out of balance. Now he's much more in balance and rhythm and he's still hitting it plenty far, but you look at how much better he's played in the majors this year and on live shot 58, regardless of what everybody thinks about live. That's still a heck of a round of golf. So you got to avoid the gimmicks. You need to develop strength, flexibility if you need it. You definitely need stability, and you need to train and learn the correct movement patterns to be able to load correctly and push and drive off the ground. If you do that, you'll add speed, and not only will you add speed, but you'll become a better player. And that, my friends, is the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. want to remind everybody out there to look, uh, check out Pro Work our uh, content video series that's available for you uh, out there on YouTube. Just type in pro work, check out all of our tour coach podcasts and follow myself, Morgan Hale, Jackson court and all of the dew sweepers on our social channels, especially at on Instagram. I'm at the dew sweeper. There's always content out there. And if you go to our dew sweepers, YouTube page, there's something every day, which is a, an exercise or a drill or something that can help you improve your golf game. And more than that, it's like an encyclopedia or a dictionary. Now, you can scan through there and find drills and exercises and things we do that help solve a variety of your golfing woes. And if you're in Mobile, make sure you check us out. Everything you need to know about our instruction or how to find us, programs we offer, are available for you at dosweepersgolf.com. That's dosweepersgolf.com. And then also, don't forget, Dosweepers Downtown, Message us, come down. It's the best place to buy golf balls, gloves, wedges, wherever it is. Nobody's going to beat our price. So check us out. And I'm Tony Ruggiero, and you're about to listen to my Tour Coach podcast, which this week is Rental Car Confessions and a great in-depth conversation on how we've helped a variety of different handicapped, different level golfers. I think it could help every one of you that loves the game that's playing. So make sure you check it out and check out uh, Tour Coach podcast and our pro work series available on YouTube. And I'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. And like we've been doing each and every week, this week, you're listening to my Tour Coach podcast, which is available wherever you find your local podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or Google Play. And this is an episode called Rental Car Confessions with myself, Morgan Hale from right here in Mobile, and Jackson Court, our good friend. Uh, we were in a rental car, and we were talking about golf instruction and how we helped golfers of all skill levels. Really good roundtable discussion from a rental car uh, that can benefit all of you who really want to play the game better. And this segment of the show 
And the whole show is brought to you by our good friends at Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, 433-3131. That's Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. They're the best in the business when it comes to helping you get what you deserve. They're the best lawyers and the legal team you can find, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. So let's go ahead now and jump in and get back to the Tour Coach Podcast and Rental Car Confessions. All right, so here we are on another tour coach. This is a new one here. We're calling this rental car confessions, kind of like those old taxi cab confessions, although I don't think it'll be as dirty and naughty as those things were. But you never never know. Joining me here is Morgan Hale, Morgan Hale Performance. Mo, say hi. Hello, everyone. And Jackson Court at Jackson K Golf. Jackson. How we doing? Uh, We're fresh from leaving uh, Hamilton Farm. Uh, up in New Jersey here. We're on our way in our Toyota Avis rental car, heading, uh, if Avis wants to sponsor us, we're open and available, heading to the airport. So we got a little ride, so we thought we'd go ahead and knock out a content. We just got done doing a golf school with a group of basically nine or ten members from Hamilton Farm with Nick Bova, and want to give Nick a special shout-out. We're going to have him on here soon. But uh, first and foremost, one of the great guys out there, been fortunate enough to get to know him over the last few years and secondly just an unbelievable young teacher and does a hell of a job up there at Hamilton Farm let's go ahead and talk a little bit we had a group gang of nine folks all different abilities I thought it was an interesting group uh, because we had like a one or two handicap you know and then we had a couple beginners Um, Jackson start with you tell us what you thought about the group some of the highlights it was a good group I mean all the members were really fantastic to work with, and I think you had a good point. You know, there were there were three, essentially three couples. You had a husband and wife, uh, two husbands and wives, and then you had a, a father son. So it was a good dynamic to see, like the husband support the wife. The you know she was a beginner, and he was there simply just to get her interested, having fun, enjoying the game, and, and he did awesome at kind of making it simple and really didn't like interject a ton, which was which was great. And then rare. Rare. And then the other couple, he was a good golfer, right? He's a one handicap uh, lawyer around here. And then his wife is new to the game as well, but showed a bunch of potential. So I think it was really cool to see that. And then obviously the father, son, they, they play a lot of golf together and, and the son's a little bit um, on the newer side as well. And uh, I thought really, honestly, those three kind of the newbies, they did an awesome job. Like you had, you had talked about earlier yesterday sticking to a plan right and we were gonna give a prize to the person who stuck to their plan and worked on the things over the two days that we identified early i think all all three of those really did a good job and i think that's because they had a good you know support cast from who they were there with mo what'd you think about the group uh, tell us just a couple of your impressions things you thought that we you know that went well or things that kind of struck you uh that impressed you yeah, just to touch on kind of what Jackson was saying, when we were out watching them after working with them um, yesterday morning, you know, the ones that I felt like improved faster, I guess you'll say, are the ones that kind of stuck with those, you know, two or three things, um, especially even on the fitness side, trying to, um, you know, implement that in on the course and those feelings, you know, whether it be, you know, weight shift or trying to rotate back a little bit more, you know, sticking with those two or three things. And um, even if it didn't, go well you know even if they you know miss hit shots which everybody does um you know they stayed with it and they were all very coachable I thought you know so 
we had a group of obviously club level golfers, you know, and I think this is in general for most of the folks that aren't competitive professional players. Uh, we did a lot of pivot work. I know that shocks people, but again, you know, to me, the things that we dealt with the most this weekend were pivots, getting people to wind up correctly, not tilt and slide. We fixed a bunch of grips. There were a lot of grips. The biggest error I saw, even of some of the folks that were better players, was the grip in the left hand or the lead hand was too much in the palm. Um, and I would say from there, you know, lack of ability to hinge the club and have the trail arm work the club up the plane correctly. I thought those were the three things uh, that we focused on the most. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, from my point of view, we for the hinge, for the grip and the working the club up the plane, learning to hinge it correctly and have the right arm fold. I think that's a tough thing for people learning to hinge the club and allowing the right arm, you know, as you do it, allowing the left wrist to flatten and square the face and then allowing that right wrist, that right elbow to fold and kind of take the club up the plane is tricky. Um, I thought we did a lot of that. And then, you know, Mo, I'm going to shift this to you. I thought, I still think, and obviously, you know, how much I enjoy when we work together, the ability to teach people to pivot without using a club and hitting a ball, but doing stuff with bands. I mean, once again, they had tremendous, we had like a lot of success with people getting a lot better. uh, And I'm going to bring up a couple of them. And if you don't mind talking through them, but one of the biggest ones was fixing posture too. And the ability to turn back using balance discs. Right. Yeah. And I thought, um, for, you know, a lot of the students that we had, you know, what I saw is when we started working with them and I gave them, you know, one or two drills with a band and then we kind of let them practice on their own. We'd see them, you know, rehearse those or go back to the band for, you know, five or six reps and then hit five or six balls. And I think, you know, those are the guys that were really starting to feel what they were trying to do in the golf swing. Um, and then, you know, from a balance standpoint as well, I think, you know, it really opened their eyes to, you know, they don't have to be in the gym an hour and a half, but just a couple exercises that they can do right there, you know, on the tee or on, you know, at the hotel room in the, you know, gym, um, two or three reps, a couple exercises, and then, um, you know, get the feeling and go back in. Talk a little bit about, and look, it's on our Instagram and, and on our YouTube, but, you know, that uh, uh, Ken who was one of the favorites this weekend mm-hmm. guy had more jokes than anybody I've ever known. I can't <laughs> tell any, I don't think any of them here on here. Uh, they were pretty good, but he had the, you know, what he called the lawnmower drill where he pulled it back and pulled and pulled it and threw back with his trunk, pulling it into his right hip. Then the other way going through and talk a little bit about like one, it made a huge difference. I mean, he hit irons better than he'd ever hit it. He was shocked, but talk about why that's, important to be able to hold the balance because so many folks kind of drift into their toes right you know coming into it like if you lose posture if you tend to lose your spine angle early extend as all the cool kids say those types of things like that's a pretty dang good drill for them. right and I think you know he's one um Nick and I were talking about you know he's got some major physical limitations and so I think coming in he thought maybe he couldn't do those drills and maybe he couldn't get better you know in a sense and 
you know, I we were having the discussion today with him, you know, even if you just got, you know, two, three, four, five percent, you know, better within that drill, within that movement, and how much better the outcome was, um, you know, as far as hitting the ball more consistent, compressing the ball. But that drill alone, you know, he had a tendency to get on his toes, and I think he would always think about the finish being off balance, but not really think about, you know, where his weight was as he, you know, went back into the backswing and that obviously is crucial as you know he makes that rotation into the forward swing and so he you know spoke to me and that's what he said you know that that was the biggest takeaway is you know learning that first learning that movement going back first before he could do anything going through the ball. Jackson your thoughts some of the things you saw from people uh, you obviously spent a bunch of time on the short game but you were on the golf course with them as well which for people that haven't been to these types of things, I mean, we work all morning, then we go on the golf course to apply it. I think that's critical if you're going to get better at the game, learning to apply what you do. Talk about some of the things you saw, some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe surprised you or things that people could take away. Yeah, so going back to the three people I touched on earlier that were maybe newer to the game, they, uh, I think they were trying to make it more difficult than it needed to be. Obviously, educating them on a couple of different shots around the greens that they can use, like a bump and run, a pitch shot, and then the bunker shots, which were kind of the first three things that we worked on. All of them were trying to do the same things, just in miniature versions, around the greens that they were trying to do in the full swing, right? Like even in a bunker, you know, yeah, your setup may be a little bit different to help you hit the shot, but the motion we're still trying to repeat from the full swing and then just make it smaller around the greens, And which obviously I think if you can do it smaller and slower around a green, it'll help you repeat it a little bit more when you go to the driving range and on the golf course. So I think keeping that consistent from, you know, the short game to the full swing was really key for those three. And then, you know, we had that good player who when we were doing short game stuff with him, it was fun to kind of work with those three and then go over to him. And the shots he was hitting around the green were actually very impressive. Like he had a bunch of shots out of the bunker because it was firm. There wasn't a lot of sand and he could kind of like hit these high soft ones out of there with some spin and he was able to control distance. And so we talked about how to do that from different elements. And um, also with his like shorter shots, you know, he's kind of one dimensional and he he used to hit a lot of cuts, so he had a strong face and was kind of hitting a lot of these low runners. And so we, we talked about how to control the spin a little bit there with slightly different technique because obviously his motion, his foundation was very good. But you could do some more things with the setup in his hands to hit some higher shots, some cut shots, and control the spin a little bit better around the greens. And then obviously taking it to the golf course and putting them in some situations is always fun to see them react and how they read the lies and, and how they execute, which um, I think is is key because they were, especially two of the better players, were missing that link uh, where you would read the lie and set up differently. You know, obviously when you're practicing and you're doing some short game stuff, it's easy to do it on a flat lie and apply what you're working on but then taking it to the golf course most of the time you don't have those good lies all sitting down it's below your feet whatever the case maybe there's a shot in particular you know he's hitting really well on the short game area and then he gets out there and the heel grabs on one because the ball was below his feet so the heel grabs and the face shuts and he launched it over the green and he was super perplexed but it was all him reading the line and then about setting up correctly for that shot.
This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, and you've been listening to a segment from our Tour Coach podcast available wherever you find your local podcasts. So make sure you check that out. There's lots more out there from our team here on Rental Car Confessions. This week, an inside look at helping golfers of all skill levels play their very best with myself, Jackson Court, and Morgan Hale. And this episode uh, of the Dew Sweepers and of the Tour Coach podcast is brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the loop on government. You know if you listen to this show, they've got everything you need to make your yard look good or your back porch or inside, whatever it is. You need a plant, they've got it. I'm Tony Ruggiero, and we'll be right back with more of the Tour Coach Podcast. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. And like we've been doing each and every week, this week you're listening to my Tour Coach Podcast, which is available wherever you find your local podcasts. And this is an episode called Rental Car Confessions with myself, Morgan Hale from right here in Mobile, and Jackson Court, our good friend. Really good roundtable discussion from a rental car uh, that can benefit all of you who really want to play the game better. So let's go ahead now and get back to the Tour Coach Podcast and Rental Car Confessions. You know, and I, and I think that's something that I know Mo and I were with one group early in the round, and I think it was maybe the first hole, and you know ball was left to the green the rough was actually very difficult there on the par three golf course uh which was really nice by the unbelievably what nicest par three golf course i've ever seen unreal I mean, it's hard as hell um but we talked about reading the lie yeah. right and i think that's an area that i don't know that teachers spend a lot of time with it and for sure players of all abilities mm-hmm. don't spend much time and i think that goes to you know i know just go use example like Erica Shepard, who we sent a practice plan to this week. Like talked about practicing short game, but using random shots wherever they lie, getting them up and down. I think that's an area where recreational players, whether you're getting good enough to play to just play with your buddies to break eighty, to break ninety, or you're trying to play competitive golf. Um, I've even done this with Michael Johnson, some MJ, the you know. Silky silk uh when we worked at the preserve not long ago like work on reading the lie and what the ball does and i think that's something that players and teachers like i mean it doesn't sound like much but i know mo you do a ton of stuff on the golf course with your juniors i watch a lot of it um social media i mean i think that's a big part like there's more to short game than just the mechanics right And, and and a big part of it is understanding like what the lie is what it's going to do, then how you got to adjust your setup. And then also just understanding like certain lies limit the shots you can hit. Right. Like, and they, and like to me, lots of players don't get that. Like, well, I really want to hit this high shot. Right. Well, I mean, I can't hit the high shot from a hanging lie or whatever, you know, um, how do you, Mo, what are some of the things you do on the golf course with your folks to help them understand, you know, picking the lie, assessing the lie and picking the right shot. I think, you know, a lot of like what you said, you know, putting not just hitting the ball out of the fairway, right? You know, putting the ball in different spots, putting the ball where it's uncomfortable, you know, asking, 
you know, where they don't feel comfortable hitting shots. And we hit a bunch of those shots, you know, kind of getting uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, just asking them a lot of questions around the greens. I think it's not that they just don't do it. I think they just don't know, right? So they're not, you know, they don't, they just pick a club out of the bag and walk up to it and expect to just be able to hit that shot. And that's what they try to do until, you know, we discuss one, the lie, you know, what club, and then, you know, like you said, reading the green, you know, a lot of those shots, you, you have to read the green kind of like a putt and know what it's doing. So Jackson, talk about sh- sh- uh, club selection you saw around. I'm always interested in when I watch golfers of different skill level around the green, their club selection, right, and what they pick. How would you rate, what, what did you see as far as club selection, and what did you do to advise them or to change, if anything, with that? It's a mixed bag, uh, especially from the guys this week. There was one player who had, I think he had his normal set up to a gap wedge that came with the set, and then he had a 58 and a 60 degree. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but what are we doing here? You know, you that, never know when you're going to get that three-yard gap. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they, were, and they were both 10 degree bounces. Were they Cleveland wedges then? No. Oh, well, that's his problem. It'd be there at 58 and 60 Cleveland. Right, like maybe if one was a, a large sole with a bunch of bounce and one wasn't. But uh, so that was interesting. And uh, I think it was, yeah, it was just, definitely just a mixed bag. Now, around this golf course, I think the shot selection should have been easier because if you missed a green and you were in a bunker there are big lips so you're probably just trying to hit it high out of the bunker depending on how good you were somewhere on the green and if you're good maybe you're trying to hit a better shot but then if you missed the green not in a bunker it was that long bent grass that I love and that kind of limits a lot of your shots especially if you're missing the wrong spots but a lot of those are kind of like higher softer shots because they're not coming out with spin so I think judging the speed and like the weight of the ball that comes off off of you know each shot is is really important. Which I think you can control with length of swing and the tempo or the speed in which you swing. So I would go in that direction. Obviously, probably a little bit more higher lofted clubs and controlling the speed of the golf ball. That's you know that you're trying to react to based on the lie. We're gonna to go to. We're gonna talk a little about putting, because we did a bunch of putting, uh, and then I'm gonna to go to Morgan with some other fitness stuff. But let's talk a little bit about what you see in general from the folks with putting. What were some of the things you were trying to accomplish with them with putting? Uh, I will say this: when we're on the golf course, I thought for the most part the people's speed control was very good. The ones I saw, I thought were actually pretty good speed control, which surprised me because a lot of times. I see I, when I go on the golf course with recreational golfers, I see them so worried about line, and then the, you know then their speeds horrific. What did what what did you focus on? What were some of the tendencies you saw? Yeah, so I'm an optical putter or non-linear, where I like to work backwards from the hole. Right when you assess the the green reading initially i like to see where the ball's going in the hole and kind of work backwards from there on a curved line that's just how i see it and how i was taught and when people are linear or they pick an arbitrary spot outside the hole i think um, it can confuse people and so i was educating them on the difference between the two and it's okay to be linear 
But if you are, I think being very specific with that line and having a, a routine that you can consistently do so that your your process is the same every time is huge if, if you're linear, obviously if you're optical or nonlinear as well. But I think we had a group, somebody was nonlinear optical like me, and then somebody was linear or trying to be. And those reads were mixing those two players up. Right, so somebody was talking about a spot outside the hole, and the other person didn't see that. And I think having clarity between those two processes and understanding where the ball is obviously your goal of where it's trying to finish, and then maybe having a start line between those two to match that with your speed was was one of the big takeaways for me with the group. All right, now I shift back, shift back to the star of the show, Mo. <laughs> right, um, so Mo, one of the I, I said this to folks, uh, kind of in the wrap up or said to a few folks, I, I always feel like if we could teach every day, all day together, I always say if I could teach every day, all day with you or Colby or Aaron right there, and we figured out how to price and structure it, people would get amazingly better, faster. But, like, to me, the one of the biggest things I see when it comes to folks that aren't tour players, even though tour players struggle with it, is lack of stability, especially in their lower body, like, that really limits their ability to turn. Right. Like, it just seems like how – they don't have a very good concept of what it's like to turn and they don't do a very good job with being stable below. Why do you think so many amateur, you know, recreational golfers struggle with that? And let's talk about some of the things we do to help that. Right. So I think, you know, obviously two reasons, you know, whether it's physical limitations or just not used to those movements, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, everything is straightforward, linear movement, you know, nothing's really rotating you moving in a lateral direction. And I think that, you know, asking them to move in a different direction with the golf club is harder. So, you know, how we help them, taking them away from the golf club and going through certain movements, you know, the first two or three, you know, even four or five times sometimes they're about to fall over. Even one of the guys today, you know, he said it's struggled. Yeah, right. He said it's amazing that the first few times I did this yesterday, you know, I fell over. Now I'm able to get to, you know, 10 reps, 11 reps and. I'm able to stay, you know, on my right foot, you know, what we had him doing, some single leg rotations um, with a band. And so, you know, that's one of those things where I don't think he was necessarily, you know, physically limited. I think he had to learn the movement and the movement pattern and then go back in to being able to put the golf club, you know, with his body. It does seem like to me it's, uh, I mean, the stability to me seems like a lot of people just don't know how to do it. Right. And... Even the ones that maybe, like, physically are a little bit challenged with it, to me, stability through some of the exercise you give them, especially, like, one-legged stuff, they're able to learn it or they're able to, like, physically learn to do it or correct it quicker than other things. Like, to me, especially, like, you know, as opposed to, like, folks that are really limited in mobility versus stability. Yeah, if you can create stability then you can add mobility and range of motion and that always comes first this is tony ruggiero here on the deuce weepers golf show and you've been listening to a segment from our tour coach podcast available wherever you find your local podcasts so make sure you check that out there's lots more out there from our team here on rental car confessions this week an inside look at helping golfers of all skill levels play their very best with myself jackson court and morgan hale and this episode uh, of the Dew Sweepers and of the Tour Coach Podcast is brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there 
at the loop on government. You know, if you listen to the show, they've got everything you need to make your yard look good or your back porch or inside, whatever it is. You need a plant. They've got it. I'm Tony Ruggiero, and we'll be right back with more of the Tour Coach Podcast. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. And like we've been doing each and every week, this week you're listening to my Tour Coach Podcast, which is available wherever you find your local podcasts. And this is an episode called Rental Car Confessions with myself, Morgan Hale from right here in Mobile, and Jackson Court, our good friend. Really good roundtable discussion from a rental car uh, that can benefit all of you who really want to play the game better. So let's go ahead now and get back to the Tour Coach Podcast and Rental Car Confessions. And don't you think that's one, Mo, like that's one of the things like we see folks all the time whether it's downtown, I, you know, we're teaching or whatever, or these things, they're trying to turn, but they're trying to turn with no stability below, you know, and they're like a noodle flopping right. all over and the place. And that's why when you add any kind of speed, it, it's just not going not gonna to happen. You not know, that. Happen consistently. Right, right. Or, you know, the weight goes to the toes or, you know, whatever it may be. You see a lot of different well, things. But we had, we had one student, I won't say his name, but he was, he was the one that struggled a little bit, was a little bit down little bit negative and didn't have very good contact right and I thought we did a really good job this morning with him of going slow and getting his lower body to be stable and when he did that he hit a bunch of really good shots now then when we did the do sweeper drive by on the golf course this afternoon with our Tito's we were and you know he was hitting them all thin and fat again, right? And again, if we, when you watched him make the swing, like he was back to not much stability, swinging his arms at it instead of using his body. And then, and last, I mean, I think that goes with the whole learning process, though. Like these people weren't used to hitting balls for two straight days playing golf, and when you get fatigued, I think it's even harder to do that. But kind of goes back to what you're saying, like to learn the stuff, some of the stuff. You've got to learn to do it at smaller, smaller sizes and slower speeds, don't you think, Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. And give him the line about can't get better with that attitude. Well, yeah. I mean, look, and, and I got players that I got to have this conversation with too. Like, you, you're never going to get better if you evaluate how you're doing on every shot, right? If every shot is a direct correlation to what you think, whether you think you're getting better or not, you're 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 never going to get anywhere. You got to look at things. Whether you're a teacher or you're a player, you're a student, big picture. Do I understand more about what I need to do when, than when I got here? Do I understand more about how to do it than I did? Um, do I know, you know, when I do it, are the good ones a lot better? And with some understanding that, hey, you know, if you're a, if you're a hundred shooter, you're still going to hit shots that suck. I mean, there's a reason you shoot a hundred, right? There's a common denominator. And so you've got to, you, you know, and all of that doesn't just change because you learn the motion one time, right? It's a matter, I mean, I know Nick actually brought up about, I thought it was a really cool point. He came down and did some work with us in January down at Old Palm and was talking about how, so, I mean, that was like, what, eight months ago? 
and he was talking about how, and he works at his game really hard. One of the best club play pro players, uh, you know, in the country. And he's saying like he's just getting to where he feels like he does it almost all the time when he's playing. And he works at it. He's a gifted player. Like, I mean, if if you're an office job guy and you shoot ninety, I mean, it's probably going to take you a little time. I think if you are that recreational player that struggles and has a bunch of mishits, fat, thin, toe, heel, I would understand the big picture and know that if you hit one fat and then you hit one thin, toe or heel, whatever it is, it's not four different swing things that causes those different misses. It's all the same thing. Right. Right. And that's where having that patience and sticking with the plan and maybe understanding, okay, I need to do these one or two things better will help you hopefully get 1% better every day and, like you said, knock off 20% of your handicap in a year, right? not in a week. Right. you got to be realistic with your expectations of it. So we wrap this up. Uh, a few minutes left. Mo, parting shot. What would you think? What was your favorite part of the week? Anything you want to say to all the millions of Morgan Hill performance <laughs> fans out there? Well, I think I – think- probably the favorite part was just watching some of the ones that hadn't been playing very long and how much better they got within just two days and you know if you looked at their notes I don't think it would be a hundred you know I don't think there would be a hundred things on there I think it would be you know pretty simple and you know a couple exercises to help get them there and they were out there trying it on the golf course and they, they were able to see some you know some difference there what about you Jackson my confessions you know I always love doing these group things. I think it's good on both ends of the spectrum where it's really good to be with a couple of guys for two days where you're developing relationships and you can stick with them and work with them for a little while. It's way better than seeing somebody for an hour, leaving, and you don't see them for two or three months. And having that consistency, obviously, if you're doing regular lessons, is very good. But this group setting is awesome. And then I also think it's great on the coaches end as well it's I mean it's obviously like a family and you know I love working with you guys and I think that's one of my favorite things about going to do these things hanging out with you hanging out with Morgan even though we give her a hard time (laughs) and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit here before we get up Morgan was soft in the early days of her do sweep I really wouldn't call it soft (laughs) we're taking shots now (laughs) (laughs) no I mean you always get picked on you do get picked on but I think that's soft but it's, it's awesome for me. I love it. Like, I was around Hack for two days, right? And I get to see Hack a bunch at Old Palm, but it's I'm not in a group with him like that, watching him coach and, like, doing my own thing. But I love working with somebody, kind of stepping back, watching them hit shots, but also listening to Hack over there. And the nuggets that I get to pick up. Right, so share us a couple Hack nuggets, because I think Hack is one of the more underrated great teachers out there. Yeah. I think, you know, he... he I mean, the way he teaches, I love sitting back watching him teach. Uh, Might have just missed our exit. I don't know. I think we're all right. Uh, But I love sitting back. Give us a couple hack nugs. So I think the best thing about hack, obviously his information is very good, but he's great at figuring out what button to press with each person. And he's really good at giving that delivery. Like seeing him kind of rib a couple players that needed to maybe you know they're a little morgan they're a little soft that he had to be harder on and then you know with some better players he was a little bit more creative talking about different shots and how to he was really good on on developing their approach before the shot 
rather than that technique, which we had, you know, talked a little bit about. But I think those were two things that I, I really learned from Hack is obviously his delivery is good, but how it was different based on the player. Those are all great. I, 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 one thing I was the quality of notes that people took impressed me. Um, very much impressed with the one lady, Jackie, who's new had handwritten notes and had a had a little bag where she had handwritten her notes from her lessons with Nick. Was very impressed with that and how how to the point they were based on her feels. Um, I thought Ken, the older gentleman, uh, who had obviously had some physical stuff, I thought was unbelievable how like good he was at getting a feel for something and then actually applying it right then. Um, I thought those uh, you know those were sta- standouts. Um, I thought and for having some folks where they were newer golfers really impressed with how patient they were and how willing they were to learn. Not always are people when they're learning, uh, and at the beginner stages that patient. Right. And so I thought, I thought it was good. And I thought, uh, obviously, uh, Nick had Rob in there, uh, fitness, uh, expert that works with him up there it was very cool to meet him he's very uh very good at what he does i thought the whole thing was really good i mean i, th- I again i thought it was a cool mix of people and uh, again like I, I just always like getting everybody's feedback and i thought it, i think it's always good to teach a variety of golfers so mo anything else to add no i think it was great all right we had a great weekend everybody thanks for listening to rental car confessions as jackson about runs us off the interstate here in new jersey uh we'll be back next week with another tour coach Once again, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, and you've been listening to my Tour Coach podcast, which comes out at least once a week. It's an inside look, behind-the-scenes approach to how we help golfers of all skill levels from my journeys, the players that I meet, the players that I work with, the coaches and the teachers that I work with. Lots of great guests, lots of info out there for you. So if you like what you hear, check out Tour Coach Podcast. It's available for you if you like to get better at the game of golf. Lots to find there. And also, go to our YouTube page. Just check out the Dew Sweepers on YouTube with lots of info on our pro work and the episodes there, the stuff that we're doing that really takes you inside the ropes and behind the scenes. And we will be back next week here on WNSP on the Dew Sweepers with another Tour Coach podcast to help you and your golf game get better.